Hi guys, this is File London UK. Um, I was thinking about yeah, I started kind of like going into a lot of my buried stories, um, and I was thinking where I'd done the date rape true story. Um, made me feel like I might as well get all of the ones that are kind of like just a bit they bother me in that um, I remember when I was telling you guys the story I was thinking about some of the things that had happened to me and Often when you're going over the past, and I don't know why, but this might sound crazy, but I've looked at my podcast and I, I keep feeling like I feel guilty in the sense of um, somehow, not all the time, guilty of having been in these situations and guilty that I'm telling it and um, somehow guilty in the sense of other women who possibly have experienced brutal rapes, how they will feel about my account. So, um, yeah, it kind of made me feel a bit, a little bit shit in that, um, okay, for you to get it, um, I must have been watching a movie on Netflix and, um, it was very distressing and, um, it's like it's a very triggering movie um it brought up a bit of feelings about some events that's happened to me but it was totally far from what i've ever experienced in the sense i've i've never been kidnapped and um yeah there's a lot of rapes that like the girl is basically kidnapped and raped viciously and um, the person who takes her and is her rapist and kidnapper is actually a serial killer as well so it's um, yeah that's why I said I felt guilty because like um, not only you're always constantly asking yourself Did you deserve it? Or it's your fault? I wouldn't say I have those feelings now. Those are yesterday and those are the negative feelings when I'm feeling like I'm relapsing. But what came up was different in that. I don't know if you can identify with this, but if you hear an account, that's why I don't watch the news, or you see a movie and it's something that's obviously um, depicting rape and trauma and uh, all of that stuff. And um, you've experienced a rape or you've experienced multiple rapes and then you compare yours to that person's story somehow. Not by choice, it just happens that you feel guilty for feeling a level of malice about your rape because then you see that person's story and then you're like that's like seriously horrific the whole thing is horrific um but I'm not trying to kind of water down anyone else's pain but I was just thinking to myself how brave this girl was like how brave she was and um
it just made me think um, that I'm not wrong about people who have been molested. Our reaction and our behaviour um, is different from people who experience rape the first time. And, um, yeah, seriously, um, I left, uh, sorry, I, I won't talk about the film too much more than I was left feeling, like, uplifted by the story. I can't remember the girl's name. I think it's a, uh, it's based on a true story, definitely. I just remember her first name being Lisa. And I wouldn't want to misquote her surname, so I'm not going to try. But um, it was a very touching story. And um, I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it, man. I want to say what I want to say, but then I'm mindful. I think um, some of you will get it and some of you might not get it. Years ago, when I was young, and it depends how my state of repair is, but when I hear um, a movie now, and I don't know if it's because what's happened to me or... Maybe because I'm in that stable place and I'm feeling strong. So, I don't know, but... During the movie and I was watching it, when it was near to the end, and obviously they had caught the guy, it hit me that I hadn't started crying at any time during the movie, which is quite unlike me. And then I was thinking... Maybe that's another sign that a lot of these scars that I have yesterday are healing in some way that I maybe um, couldn't see. And I know that sounds just weird and maybe it sounds fucked up, but um, yeah, um, I don't know how to explain it. Maybe I'm coming numb to pain in some way in some way, sorry, and then I feel like, I don't know if it's numb or shock, because I wasn't expecting the film to be like that, and um, I hadn't really, I hadn't really, I hadn't really watched the trailer, but I, what I gathered from the trailer, the lot, the little bit that I saw, I just saw a little peek, because I had my laptop on the side, in the kitchen and I was cooking. I started like, I was chopping up my onions and then I just caught a little preview and I thought it was just gonna be about um, kidnapping and something like that. But I wasn't expecting it to be so deep. But then I say to myself, what are you expecting? Like, but um, I would recommend a movie to somebody who um, to somebody who feels like they need that, they need to see that movie of someone getting justice who has experienced rape and serious trauma and, um, you know, if you're that person that you feel like you're having relapse, you're relapsing, don't watch it. And if you're that person that has complex PDS, don't watch it. It's not, it's not f for you and that it's going to do damage. Because I know when I'm, if I'm going into that place of nightmare zone and I'm just having all of these dreams that are so vivid, it's not good to watch and I I don't know if I've I don't know if I've betrayed myself by watching it because then I don't know how tonight's gonna be for me. But mostly 
Um, I'm now going to watch like a really relaxing movie. And um, I don't feel like my energy's gone down. I don't feel negative about anything. I feel calm. But, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a mad one. I can't really put it into words. But I definitely... What ended up happening, you know, like before I watched the movie, why I mentioned this, um, I don't know. Some of you have watched, I mean, some of you have listened to some of the accounts that I've obviously uploaded here. And then I hesitated somewhat and I was thinking, no, um, am I making myself a target by putting out certain stories that have happened to me and and then I was like why did you why did you survive survivor you didn't get justice so what the fuck do you have to hold back now like you haven't had peace about the situation and those things have affected you so much so who do you who do you have to hold back who are you holding who are you holding back your silence now like why hold it back now like if I was to explain it to you guys like some of my friends might be like concerned about the stuff I put out and say what they want to say but at the end of the day guys um how I see it is like if I was to put it back inside my head and I don't share it that means if I don't share on my podcast I can't put in my book and then if I can't put in my book, why the fuck am I writing my book? Because everything that may be hazardous somewhat to me to discuss is going to be in my book. And then who am I doing this for? As much as I'm doing this for everyone who needed to have someone be able to speak about stuff that's gone on in their life and things that touch home and hit base with them... I'm doing it for me as well because I'm I'm creating my story about something that happened to me and um, I'm really, really done with people stepping on me and trying to make it seem like I'm complaining about small shit and um, yeah, that's basically... It's basically why I'm doing it, really. There's lots of reasons. But, yeah, I don't know if I'll go on now. I might have to take a pause. And I'll come back and I'll do... another true story. And... Yeah. I was about to say if anyone want to do their true story, they can can contact me but um I know that a lot of you have said that you want to do your true story but you want to just tell me and that's fine um you can still reach out to me and obviously do that um but um yeah like I was saying I'm gonna do a little interlude now and then I'll come back and I'll tell the story of how um my ex, my XXL, someone from the past, someone from the teenage days before I was a parent. So, um, yeah, I'll explain how I was raped while I was pregnant with my first son. And, um, yeah, I would have been around four and a half months pregnant or my belly was huge so it would have been about six months or five months or six months I'm not sure but um I'll come back and do that after this interlude and I'm gonna pace myself because I'm still thinking about that movie in my head so I'll be back in a minute Sorry, I made a mistake. I had to re-record. Um, so, yeah. I said that I was going to share with you guys my story um, of, obviously, the title you've come to hear. And um, 
yeah, so what I can remember looking back as this is an historical memory and story that happened back, back, back when I was a teen, so definitely before I was a mum, but like I said, I was pregnant. So what was going on around that time, I was heavily pregnant with my first child, and um, the guy I had been seeing before I got with the children's dad, um, me and my children's dad who I um, had my pregnancies for, there was a guy I was seeing first, um, obviously before I met the children's father, and um, yeah, my friends who know who I was seeing at that time. Yeah, sorry, someone called me. Um, so yeah, like I said, it was a guy I was dating back in my teens. And I had been with him for, I think it was close to a year or coming up to And um, I was reading into him and um, I had met his family during obviously our relationship because obviously I was going to his house and um, I was spending time with him at his house spending time at mine so I was very um, familiar with his family and who his members were of his family and who was living in his house so um, I remember his cousin used to come um, after a certain period his cousin decided to start growing his hair and then one day he asked me if I knew how to plait and I said yes, and I remember I started um, offering to do his hair for him. Um, I think first he asked me and he was like, I'll buy you credit, um, I'll, I'll pay you, and I was like, no, 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 you're Dee's cousin, so I'll do it for free. And I'm just changing my ex's name um, to the first letter of his name basically and um you might be like so why won't you just say his name no don't want to really say the person's name so anyway now um what ended up happening was um what ended up happening was like I said, I was doing his hair and that, so he was familiar with me and it got to a point where he would turn up at my mum's house sometimes without having called me and said, um, this was obviously before I was pregnant. So I'm kind of giving you the background. So let me just get to another part that's um, necessary for me to state. So, what ended up happening was, um, I hate that I keep being repetitious with that word, but yeah, what ended up happening was, um, I remember I was on Brixton Road and um, I must have been coming from my children's dad's house now. Uh, with, I've ever come from his, yeah, I think I had come, from the children's parents' house. And that was a confrontation in itself. And then I'd bop down, like I'm going towards, um, I'm bopped down and I'm bopping down Brixton Road now. It's late evening. It's not near 10. It's just like coming after eight-ish. And then um, as I'm walking past, some of the people on the front line. I remember seeing this car start tooting and it started bibbing me and I can't remember the car, but if I say it was red, it, it's just a wild guess, really. But I remember the car beep, 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 beep. And it's like tooting, tooting, tooting and I'm like keeping my head straight, I'm not looking. And then I just hear my name. 
So then I look to the side and then I'm like, ah, oh, it's, I'm going to say the person's name, fuck it. I look to the side and I see that it's Damien and Damien's in the car and um, I know who he is. He's my ex's cousin. So it was not unusual for me to say hi and, you know, like keep it moving in that sense. So I wave to him and I say, oh, you're right. And he goes, come, 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 come. So he calls me over to the car and he's still in the car. And he's like, oh, sir, man. Like, he's like chatting up the ting and he's like going on with himself. And then he's like, oh, when you and D going to get back together, man? You and D should get back together. You know, he misses you and da, 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 and this, that, this, that. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen, is it? Because I'm pregnant now, someone else and... Definitely, that's not going to happen anyway. He dumped me, so what what's, What are you saying all this for? And then he's like, nah, he loves you. You know what? I'm going to get you guys back together. And he's like really going in, and he's wheeling me in with all of these words. And then I'm like standing there thinking, he's the one I really wanted, really and truly. Um, I really would like to be back with my ex, and to be fair to me and to fair to the whole story, I know I got I gave up when he ended the relationship with me and I just flung myself under the person that was gullible to kind of receive me, if I'll be honest, with meaning the children's dad, yeah? And I just gave up and I just stopped focusing on my work, focusing on my um, college focusing on anything there was nothing good I was just focusing on yeah just rubbish like vanity and just being full of rubbish really and keeping up nonsense so all of my um, prospects and my admiration um, all of my goals just got dumped so like I said he's there chatting up the thing and he just keeps reassuring me, like, you know how much Dean loves you? Like, you know what? He always talks about you, you know? And then I'm like, no, nah, he doesn't. Stop it. Stop lying, man. And then he's proper going. And then I'm like, and he goes, where are you going? And I was like, I'm going home. And he goes, no, no, no. I'm going to get you guys back together. Watch. I'm going to get you guys back together, yeah? You, you trust me? And I was like, nah, he's not going to be having this. Like, he's not carrying no jacket. Are you, are you crazy? Like, are you mad? And then he must have been like, nah, nah, nah. Watch, watch, watch. So he pops the door open and then he goes, come on, get in the car, get in the car. going to take you to D now. Um, and I'm going to sit you both down and you guys are going to get this thing sorted. So... That's what it basically was like. I don't know what me and him was. He was just blazing his music and he was like rolling himself back like he must have thought he was in America and he must be driving a Cadillac, but it's not a Cadillac. It's just a car. I don't know, can't call it a banger, but it was all right. It was just a car. Um, but yeah, he's he's rolling, basically. He's rolling. And... Um, He's blazing the music out, and I'm starting to feel so happy. Um, and I'm kind of like grinning, thinking maybe Dee's missed me and he regrets finishing with me. And maybe now he knows I'm pregnant for someone else, he might be feeling like I wanna, I want her. Like I couldn't, I shouldn't have let her go. Or I don't know. I was just. I was having this fantasy conversation with myself. I, I swear down, like, when when he's driving, I'm, like, thinking in my head, like, when D sees me, he's going to let it all out and he's going to say, oh, do you know what, Shaw, I missed you and da-da-da. And I think it's going to be cool. So he continues to drive and then 
we kind of like do a circle, full circle, when I check it out. So we're still in the area, still local. And then he drives up to some house I've never been to. And I'd never seen Dee go there. Dee's never taken me there. And then we go through... We go through the back. Like, there was a side how we were entered it. It was quite mad. Quite mad. I can't remember. But it's not like we climbed over somewhere. Because, remember, I'm heavily pregnant now. Billy's outdoors. It's definitely showing. Can't even wear normal jeans. Yeah, I can't wear normal jeans. I'm wearing, like, a different type of jeans, basically. So, yeah, my belly was proper, fully ripe. And then um, I remember walking past this swimming pool and it was an outdoor swimming pool. And I was thinking, how the hell is that swimming pool there? I never would have thought this was to be in South. And then um, we're not too far from my my mum's house as well. Um, so it's like some secret little bit that we found. And um, he then opens the door. We go into the flat and then I'm like, are you sure Dee's going to come? And he goes, yeah, he's on his way. Don't worry, he's on his way. And I was like, he goes, just sit down, just sit down. So he tells me to go and sit in the room. And then um, I don't know if I'd messaged any of my friends. They would have, I would have to ask them and update this one. I might have messaged. I don't know if I messaged my good sister. I don't know, um, because the likelihood of me having credit would have been slim. So, I might have just been checking my phone battery because I know I was tapping on my phone a little bit, and then um, I was starting to a bit like be a bit shaky, and I was like nervous definitely because I hadn't had a one on one, and then I'm thinking I'm in the house, and I'm thinking I'm pregnant, and then. Bits of me is coming up thinking, like, I wish that this pregnancy had been these. And then um, Damien comes back in the room. And then he hasn't... He hasn't got a... He hasn't got a top on anymore. And he walks into the room. And then he takes off his jeans. And then he's in his shorts. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, no, 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 don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Everything's cool. Like, chill out, chill out, chill out. He's on his way, he's on his way. I'm just getting out of my clothes. I don't like to be on my bed with my outside clothes and all of this nonsense. And I said, is D coming? And what's D going to think if you're like that? So why don't you just get your clothes back on? And then he's like, no, no, no. It's fine, it's fine. And then he just, I think I stood up and he goes, just sit down on the bed, just sit down. Because um, in the room, there was only a big, massive double bed or king-size bed and there was no chairs. And I don't know if he was in a flat show or whatever. And like I said, there wasn't anything around that made me know it's definitely where he's staying. Because I believe the family were all in one house off of um, Paulette Road at that time. So anyway, um, yeah, something just changes in that moment. And um, he starts coming close to me and then he tries to lean to, into me and I think he tries to... He tries to kiss me, and I'm like, no, don't, 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 don't do that. And then he's like, what, what, what? And then he's like, he's not really getting rowdy at this stage. He's kind of like, um, I'm, and then he push, he pushes himself on me again. So he's leaning into me, and then he's putting most, most of his body weight on me. And that's what I noticed, like, and then he's starting to press on me. So he's pressing on my stomach because he's bony, he's very bony. And um, if I be honest, 
I feel like had I not been pregnant, I think I could have given them a good fight. Um, because my stature at that time, as much as I was probably the same kind of mass as him, I was quite fit and I always used to use these um, speed racer bike and I used to cycle for miles and I used to be doing my workout and I was in the like tip top shape before even my pregnancy. So, um, but like I said, I'm pregnant now, I'm heavily pregnant. So it's not really about my stamina, it's more my arms are working. But what he does, when I try to cause him to get him off of me and for him to stop what he's trying to attempt to do, he starts to get his elbows and he starts to knee into my actual belly. And my bikini line, so he's pressing... Um, hard um, from his elbows, pressing down on his elbows, and then he starts to use his knee to knee me in my stomach, and he's like pushing real hard, and then he's like, "You, you want me to? If you want, yeah, I can make you lose this baby, you know. I'll keep pressing if you don't let me take it, and then you won't have your baby. So you choose." You want me to take it? You're going to let me take it? Or you're going to just let your baby go? Which one? And then um freaking out. And I'm like, Domain, get off me. Like, this is wrong. Duran's on his way. And then I just like, same shit. Oh, fuck yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Said it. It's done. So then I'll continue. Um... He's just like he's just like not listening. He doesn't seem to respond. And then what he ends up doing is he gets his way in it. He gets his way because I decide that if where he's putting so much pressure, I'm thinking my body's what is this doing to my baby? My body's hurting and it feels painful. And there's more likelihood of me losing this baby if I don't allow him to go through. And then I'm like, he's taking the fucking piss. Then I'm like, he's setting me up. So if D gets in here, it's gonna be like, I might even get licked up in my face because of this. And then I'm just like, I'm just like thinking, no, fuck it. I have to get out of here. And he's taking the piss, and um, a part of me is feeling like, is this a setup? Because Dee's definitely not coming. I haven't seen no person turn up, nobody's phone's rung. And then I'm like, he probably didn't even tell him that I'm here. Or maybe this is punishment for me moving on and then getting pregnant. And then I'm like, it's like a world wing inside my head. So, um, he doesn't use any condom. He doesn't use any condom and he comes inside me. And I just remember the tears just dropping at the side. And I don't believe anybody was in the actual house. He put on music, but um, he kept turning up the music like um, before this all happened. And I should have known that was a bit of a red flag too because he took off his top and obviously um, he wasn't even long out of his top before I think started getting so fast. But, um, yeah, so after he finishes, how I end up um, getting out of that situation, it's disgusting. Um... He finishes and he drops asleep while in me. And I have to push him off and I have to then leave the place. And I'm walking out and I'm feeling like disgusted. I'm angry and I'm hurt. And I'm, I would say I'm blaming Dee for this too at this stage. And I'm thinking over certain events that I'd done experienced um, before that's separate. But I'm like, oh, this is payback. 
this seems like this is payback. And it's like these trying to send me a message. So I'm more irate than ever. But then I'm like, I'm not certain. So I'm holding it down. And then I'm like, a part of me is like saying they took the piss. Because I was really believing that Domain was going to call D and he was going to obviously show up and then was going to reason or whatever. And then I was so vexed and I was so hurt. So I remember I left there and I go back on to the main world and I just keep walking. And you could have said, why don't you just go to the station? I contemplated while walking the ramifications of me then informing because it would have been more it would have been more heat on certain things, you know? Use your imagination. And then I thought about what if D doesn't know, then he finds out and then he does his cousin in then what if, like, it causes a big ruckus and everyone's going to blame me to say you should hold your mouth quiet about it and you should have known, like, that D wouldn't have been cool with that. But then I'm like, there's no way for me to know that D knows about this. So then, as I'm walking down the road, I'm crying, and then I get onto the front line and I see some of the men them. And I remember seeing one guy that used to par with, like, all of them know him. And then I'm like, I don't have these number this stage. Obviously, I got a new number, new phone. So, um, and this is the same, like, so then I must have walked up to... I don't know if the guy's name was Levi. I think it was back then. Um, I don't even know if he's still alive or if he's deported. But um, I must have said, you know what? Tell that domain he's going to get fucked up. He took the piss. And tell Duran that I want to speak to him. I remember saying that because I was kind of adamant, I was half adamant that I want to speak to him to say, you know what your cousin did while well, I'm carrying. Like, this is fucked. And then um, I wanted him to beat his cousin up. Part of me wanted him to give his cousin a rasin. And then a part of me was like, how do I know they didn't fucking set me up? So I'm getting mad at both of them. And I'm kind of just going over, churning it over my head. And then um, it took a long while. Like, nothing ever, I never ended up. I never ended up seeing D. I saw him again before I actually delivered my baby. That's another story, but yeah, I must have seen D one day and he was in his car. And this was several weeks after that whole situation. And I was like, wanting to tell him and I think he must have asked me he must have said you're right and he looked so sad and then I was like I'm all right you know and a part of me wanted to tell him about what his cousin had done several weeks before and then I was like nah you still love this guy so why are you gonna hurt him and I didn't want to say so I just left it. I just tried to wipe it from my mind. And it was weird. I hadn't bumped into him because obviously he was a driver. And then I remember him saying, is the, is the dad doing his role? And obviously I'm still pregnant. And I said, he will, he will do his role, you know. Things are not easy. And then he must have said, I think he got out of the car and he said, come. And then 
I think he holds my hand and he goes, come, and I'm not going to save what happened next, use your imagination, and you guys are going to be like, Sophia, you're so fucked up, um, but, um, yeah, I was intimate with D one more time before, but maybe for last time's sakes, really, um, and I hadn't slept with anyone in my pregnancy other than the person, obviously, who got me pregnant. And then the rape that happened with his cousin. And then D. So I was I was just being celibate for my pregnancy. So, um, yeah. It was, uh, I could say, it kind of made me feel comforted somehow and assured me that he didn't know and he just kept asking me like he kept staring at my stomach like can't explain it he kept staring at my stomach and I could see tears in his eyes at the same time it's like it was just a weird moment but I kind of get it now I think his heart was breaking, that he had obviously ended things with me. And then several months later, I get pregnant for someone else, not from the area unknown to him and totally unknown to everyone. And I think he's just thinking, like, you loved me. Like, how did you do this? And it's just weird, and I'm, like, in this daydream. I remember while I'm in the bed, I'm, like, in this daydream thinking, I wish this baby was yours, and I wish, like, we could be back. But I've done done what I did. And then I'm, like, I can never tell him about what his cousin's done because I wouldn't want to come between their friendship. And then a part of me is like, it's just weird. But I will say, guys, um, I did in my own way. I remember me and Dee must have lived with each other. Um, I would do another podcast about that, but I I know in my own way. Several years later, I'm now on my, I would say this would have been my third pregnancy. And Dee was living with me, and we wasn't together, but we was kind of, like, keeping up the thing, you know. It was still laying together, and he was, like, my lodger, and he was paying rent. And um, in my own way, I just needed him still close by, um, because I needed protection, and I needed and ran in the house, and um, I missed him. I missed the friendship, and I missed the relationship, and I knew that things weren't good with me and the children's dad, and I just felt like I had downgraded in um, a lot of ranks and a lot of ways to what I had settled with with the children's dad, and that doesn't mean, like, on the looks side of things, both of them very attractive, but... um, he was a different type of person. He was ambitious. He was he was into his paper. He was a paper chaser. And he was making money. And he was hustling. And he was, he was proper, man. He wasn't like, he wasn't being like small fish. He was big fish. And at that time, the age he was and the age I was, that was quite impressive, you know? So, yeah. It's just sad because I remember when when he was uh, in the when we was in our old house. I say we are old house, you know. See, I'm still in that Glala land. But when me and him was living together, and he was just looking to rent a room because he was needing somewhere to just obviously lay low at times. And I remember um, asking him like if he liked his cousin, and I was kind of trying to hint at it, and then I was, I think he asked me, and he goes, what? 
did you and my cousin do something? And I was like, no. It took me several years. I remember Dee ended up getting deported several years later. And I remember confessing to him over the phone what his cousin did. And he went quiet on the phone. He never said, you're lying. He never shouted at me and he never blamed me. It was just like a pause. And um, he didn't speak about it again after that. Because I was in um, contact with him. So I'm sharing this story to obviously tell the whole thing. And be transparent about it and say... We have to be careful of who we trust because sometimes there could be somebody in your ex's circle that could envy you or be jealous of you and your ex, whatever that relationship is. Because I remember, like, when I look back, I remember when I was doing his hair, sometimes he would try to fall asleep on my leg and sometimes he start stroking my leg and I'd be like cut out this and I remember Dee used to turn up at my mum's and he'd be like to his cousin why are you still here get out of my girl's house like stop it just get one of your women to do your hair like this is wrong and um I remember Dee was like why do you like my cousin always coming around you and doing the head, you know he makes money, so why is he coming to you? He can go salon. And I remember he kept saying, like, you need to allow my cousin come in here. And after that time, I stopped um, Dwayne from coming and getting his hair done by me because I was thinking this this is looking like I'm being a little Janelle and I don't want to be looking like that. And then I was thinking I'm not going to jeopardise um, what I have with D for that guy when he's got... XYZ, he's not brought pocket, so he can actually go salon. So yeah, guys, that was what happened, and I never got an apology. I never really got an apology from Domain. Um, if I'm mistaken, like it was just a weird one. I think Domain ended up calling me, and I think he might have called me and apologized and said, "Don't tell." D and don't tell D and it's kind of like confusing because I think Levi must have called Damien and must have shouted at him saying that Sophia was on the front line and she's shouting up her mouth and saying watch 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 this that about you what did you do and I kind of hinted what I'd gone with um Damien what Damien had done to me and I think Levi just clocked the thing and saw how distressed I was so I don't know if word got back to Dee about what had happened then and maybe that's why he wasn't harbour shocked to me on the phone and shouting. He was just silent, like, thinking that his cousin done that. But, um, I will never know. I will never know. But, um, yeah, it was a weird one. It was a weird experience, but it definitely taught me that no matter in the future who is around my partner or whoever I know, that's why I don't really like to chill out with men like that. Can't afford to, because you just don't know who's going to switch. You just don't know who's been looking at you like me and wants to eat you and they don't care because they just didn't get a slice so they just want to take it. Um, and that's what I noticed. Most of my rapes and everything that has happened when it comes to physical or sexual abuse, it's always been the guys that never got permission to go there. And obviously that makes sense because that's what rape is. They don't get permission and they go there and they take it. But I'm saying, like, all of the guys that I ever turned down, that I'd spent time with, they turned into be rapists. So my message at the end of this is definitely don't spend time with anyone that you know that's got like some mad sexual attraction to you and they're quite obsessive. They're quite obsessive and it's really dangerous because they're going to be really spiteful. They're going to catch you off guard 
and there's going to be definitely a situation where you're vulnerable you might be unstable you might be like sad about something and they're just gonna come in like a little serpent and they're just gonna sit there and watch and strike and um they're gonna know that your walls are down and you're feeling defeated so then they're gonna know that's the perfect environment for them to do what they're gonna do and more than likely they're gonna be able to do it so don't trust someone just based on they're your brethren's brethren they're your brother's friend because my brother's friend best friend who's no longer here he was molesting me since I was seven up until 13 and I told nobody I think I only told my childhood friend um when I was in primary so what I'm saying is trust nobody always picture this as the reality any man can rape you and there are women that will set you up who envy you to be raped just because they hate you and envy you and um there might be guys that are kings that are going to say survive i think you shouldn't have said that any guy can rape you i think it's most important that there's going to be many men that will never consider raping a woman they're never going to want to do that and they won't do it but i think it's at the times we're living in now and all the shit I've done been through, I have to always know that every man I'm around is capable of rape. And that's how I keep myself safe today. And if I say to you guys not to look at it that way and then water it down to say some men can rape, does that mean that all men are rapists? All men have the capacity to rape. Doesn't mean all are rapists. So yeah, this was Sophia London UK, and yeah, this was my true story, and um, yeah guys, um, take care, I'm out.